welcome to the Monday Night War Stories presents the Pay-Per-View War Stories. Guys, finally. It the Rock. Oh. No, 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 no. He's not on this show for once. Rudy. Yeah. No. Hoovy's not booked. Hoovy's oh. not this show, guys. We're doing a WCW show. Halloween Havoc 1999. About time. It's been like six weeks in between WCW previews. But the last WCW was Halloween Havoc 98, I believe. What's, what's <laughs> odd enough, in that six weeks, it feels like they've, they've been building Sid and Goldberg for about three years. And Sting and Hogan for about a week and a half. Think about this real quick before Joe goes on. How drastic of a different company it was six weeks ago. I mean, night and day. Think about that. Night and day. Night and day. <laughs> What's also night and day is I am your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Orson Database. Corey Mack. I did not kill Conor McGregor. Norso's living legend, Mike Booble. I did kill Conor McGregor. Where but, you at, McNugget? But he did not shoot the deputy. Also, uh, what's happening, Marks? <laughs> so, I can say that this one, I believe, Booble, this is mine and yours. First time watching 1999's Halloween Havoc. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <sighs> what? Um, because there was no reason to watch it back then. <laughs> I, I know I didn't text you guys, but I think I felt like I should have. Oh, and I then... Bought- I bought this son of a bitch live. <laughs> I was gonna just about to ask you, Booble. I know you resist. You, I, I went down with the ship, dude. I was WCW for life. What up, Dido? Right. Um. That's how I feel about this show right now. I can't wait to talk about this. So October <laughs> October twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine, it's Sunday, the week before Halloween. So Corey. How did we get to oh, Halloween Havoc? Take a seat, Joe. <laughs> a seismic shift in the world of wrestling. Two days before our last pay-per-view, Eric Bischoff was relieved of his duties at WCW. And then we had Fall Brawl, which was technically under a committee, but kind of a rudderless ship. Um, Nash booked production? Is that who booked that event? He was part of the committee. We had Sting turn heel and defeat Hulk Hogan for the title. Um... The next night, we immediately brought Ric Flair back because, Jesus Christ, did we need to bring Ric Flair back. Mm -hmm. Bret Hart's back, and they did their damnedest to completely bury him in the middle as quickly as they could. He's just a dude. And um, let's see, uh, Lex Luger died, and the total package took his place. Mm -hmm. Um it needed to be a gimmick change. I'm not too sure about the name being just the total package, but he definitely needed a change. Uh, so I can't fault him there. Goldberg and Sid had a battle of who can out doofus the other. Uh, Sid repeatedly losing. Just yakking yaks. Uh, they gave up on the no physicality with two weeks to go because they realized we have two weeks to go and we just can't crush another car. Uh, or you could. It's just expensive, bro. We had multiple tag title changes for seemingly no reason. We had a phantom cruiserweight title change. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara, the head writers of the WWF, now work for WCW and have taken over as of the Monday before this pay-per-view, um, which is very, very evident as you watch this show. Yeah. As this this felt like it could have been the pay-per-view after Unforgiven in terms of how the, everything flowed and everything went. It was just like crazy balls to the wall. That's how we got here. Oh, and by the way, Hulk Hogan's in the main event Ish. Title match 
But you wouldn't really know it from TV the last three weeks. Nope. I believe they didn't even say his name outside of Sting's opening promo, right? And, oh, the, and then he made a re- comment, too, like, like I'm supposed to say that. And then Sting got a soccer mom haircut. A Karen cut. Showtime, folks. It's showtime. So let's go to Las Vegas. Las Vegas. There is something. Las Vegas. There is something about a pay per view, and in particular WCW pay per view, happening in MGM Grand that I just love the look and feel for. And I loved uh, the the first year, and hopefully one day it'll happen again. But when AEW went double or nothing in that very arena, I wanted to go so so bad. It's just it's just something. T-Mobile Arena is good. It looks like a big time arena. Mm -hmm. Looks now. MGM man is quaint. It's a little smaller, so it's. I mean, they are right on top of shit. Like for fights, especially. I miss MGM Grand Man. That is. I'm all there for it. So, oh. the, and I love the look. It's got the big, the orbit, the the pumpkin, dude. With the, the big, set, oh. And like you compare like their sets, even in like Russo era, to horseshit WWF tries. We have a screen, so. I wonder. Know, if, I wonder if Matt Cardona bought that. Uh, did you see that someone found the pumpkin? Oh my uh, god! And put it on eBay like a month ago, and Zach and Matt Cordona was desperately trying to buy that. Thing. I want to buy it and just put it in Joe's living room, <laughs> right? That'd be great. Be fucking fantastic. So I we are in the MGM Grand. I am mm-hmm. trying to look up the atten- uh, the how many seats? Uh, it's right around sixteen thousand. So sixteen thousand. It's not a very big. Okay. No, it's it's one of the smaller arenas, which is why. Uh, Fighters like Floyd Mayweather go there because uh, it's less people, but they can charge more for the tickets. You actually make more money. And it's oh. a hotter arena. It's about 16000 What's well, ish weird at the side of that casino. That casino is built really weird, uh, so it's weird how the where the, the actual arena is. Okay. It's very strange. Well, the attendance for this year's Halloween Havoc, 8,464. Jesus. As if we recall... It's about half full. As we recall, No Mercy got about what... 13,000, it didn't say on the wiki or anything, but sold out. And I am sure a lot of those are not paid. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised there's that many people there. It, is it amazing how un... Just like, in the span of six months, how uncool WWE came in? Yeah. It's crazy, you, right? You, sir, was at the last... last good show. One. Yeah. The last good pay-per-view. I, I, who knew? Who fucking knew, you know? It... This we are at the point where this is where I, the joke was even with Jeff Mack. It's five months ago. It's this is where we should have started. This is where we should have started. You know, yeah. <laughs> he wanted so badly to just dive into this era. Like, but six six months well, ago, you had it was still a good show. Nash, Flair, Hogan, Page, Steiner, Steiner, Goldberg, Goldberg, Sting, Sting Raven, Hack, Bam Bam. Dude, it was up through. Late April? Hoovy, Ray, Kidman. Possibly early May, where we still had Nitro beating Raw some weeks in our pick, like, what mm-hmm. was better? Like, and uh, like Now, t- May was especially a terrible month for WWF for a myriad of reasons. But uh, honestly, even through June, would you say? Well, the there Savage, was still a couple the weeks. Nash stuff was pretty bad. Um, You know what? You know what? And that, looking back before we go to the pay-per-view, that should have been when we knew WWE was in trouble. When you were, like, beating WWF a year earlier, mm-hmm. and at least competing with them until about five months earlier. And they go through that terrible, 
public relations thing with Owen dying, and you do not gain any ground, and in fact lose more during that, that should have been the sign that, whoa, there is some bad shit happening in this company. Like, we were naming... That, if you're still competitive, you should have rocketed <laughs> at that point. We were naming all that talent. There's A lot of them are still there, but... In my <laughs> eyes, they're like they're in limbo, or we don't care for it to watch. You know, we they did lose one, and I'll spoil it for you, even though it's not a big deal. But uh, the week, you know, we'll do the midweek war stories later. I always watch ECW, and uh, Mikey Whipwreck is back in ECW. Mister Paperview, yeah, Mister Paper. That's played October ninety nine. Hates it. He's back in ECW, so they've lost him and Raven and Raven. Uh, Hack. Basically, you're, you're anybody else from ECW? Because everybody's gone, right? Because Public Enemy, I'm sure, they're is gone, gone by now. Yeah, gone. ICP, I believe, is gone now. Well, they were there to be beat up by Goldberg in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Your hardcore division is now back at where they came uh, from. Yeah. Which is weird because now that Russo is in, he wants to emphasize the hardcore division. You should want them. I'm sure he did. I'm sure it's it's the it's the pencil pushers like we are bleeding <laughs> money like crazy this year. Craig Leathers, looking at you, buddy. Let's get rid of some people. And uh, Bill Shaw. Mm-hmm. That fuck. Yeah. It's a great book. Controversial Critch Cash. Read that book. I, it's bad. I sing that song when he comes out. Disco? How can I, you not? I love right? that song. It's yeah. so stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so stupid. So it, it's stupid, but I'll tell you what. I'll be honest. Dude, if, dude, if he came out, if he comes out next Sunday to the Rumble, I will fucking lose I it. I will dude. pop without I music. I will fucking lose it. That music has it. to play. And I'll tell you what, to kick off this pay-per-view... Paul, if you're when, listening, and you are, bring that fucker in. When that music hit, I popped. I was Dude. like, oh yeah, let's go. It's time to go. I, I, the I, crowd I, loves it. They do that I won't stupid lie. dance I, shit. I, I, I won't lie. If it comes across my... You play uh, it. Through my, uh, through my phone, I'll play it, yeah. It's the one from that era that sticks out to me. Even more than Stings, it sticks out to you me. You know what? Deb- music. Okay, so you guys probably didn't notice, but for me, I noticed something else debuted tonight at Halloween Havoc. And that is the giant uh, graphic for the title matches at the beginning of each match. I did. I noticed that. I was going to bring it up. Uh, like WWF. Yep. yep. Anyone makes its re-debut tonight on the ring, baby. Yep. Oh, the logo. Yep. The God, I miss back it on the so ring. much. Yep. Oh. So let's kick off this pay-per-view of it's Halloween not. Havoc with a montage of uh, the co-main events. That's what Corey just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of Sid Goldberg and uh, Hogan Sting. Uh commentary it's bobby and tony this was weird tony's lost a lot of weight really quickly have you noticed that uh, yes yes stress i think <laughs> yeah uh, yes yeah uh commentary brings up that ray mysterio has a knee injury so the powers that be stripped have, have stripped the filthy animals of the tag I titles mean, it works a lot for having a knee injury That's however nice. tonight <laughs> in the filth in a no dq match the <laughs> filthy animals say. Of Conan and Kidman will be taking on the first family of uh, Knob, uh, Hummus Knob, and Harlem Heat. So, the only time in the history of wrestling the Freebird rule wasn't allowed, apparently? Under, like, under the guy that should... I just, you know, okay. Under the one guy who should use it as a crutch more than anybody else. He was like, now nah, we can't have that. They talk, about, they talk about the rest of the cards, so let's go to our first match of the night for the Cruiserweight Championship. Disco Inferno versus Lash LaRue. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lash hits a jump. Uh, what is it? What am I... Oh, uh, La- uh, LaRue tries to do a hurricane run on Disco, but falls straight to the mat. Yep. 
Uh, Disco uh, does a cartwheel to try to sell the move to make it look like he hit the Hurricane Rana. Uh, Disco is already destroying LaRue by kicking out of his finisher already. I be. <laughs> uh, Disco goes for a clothesline, but LaRue ducks and then looks at him like, what do I do next? Uh, LaRue uh, then stands there until Disco hits a pop-up powerbomb. Disco wins with the chart buster slash last dance or whatever we're calling it now. I... I would say a match went seven minutes and 35 seconds. I am not... It's not a gimmick. I mean, I'm being very serious when I say this. The lights were too bright for Lash LaRue. He was not ready for this spot. Disco isn't the right person to put him in with that spot. That's not the right guy to go with, but he... God, was he not ready for this? I thought two things here. One, I totally agree with what you said. He is, he is not ready. But I also think he was a victim of changing administrations. I think the people who originally booked the match were high on him. Mm-hmm. And I believe the people that actually ended up booking the match Are not. were not. <laughs> so, But you're right. He's nowhere near ready. I gave it a star and a quarter. Mm. I said, Disco is over. I'll give him that. Lash is good but green. Okay, opener, but this division deserves far better. And they have far better in the division. Well, they put them all in one group. <laughs> there are so many good and they're luchas. There's a gang now. Like, yeah. as bad, like, if you compare the lucha division now to 96, I mean, it's so much worse. And it still has such incredible talent in it. And just, fuck, they're wasting it, man. Goes heel, I guess, and then attacks him and slams him on the title. In Russo land, you don't know fucking honor and friendships and camaraderie. Fuck you. So I, what's weird is like I agree. I think he went heel, but like Disco was always a heel. So why are you going heel? Because the guy booking doesn't understand psychology and wrestling. Bro, bro, you beat me, so I'm gonna attack you. Got it. Now uh, we got earlier today with a. Uh, Malenko and Benoit showing up to the arena. They run into Saturn. Saturn is wondering where they've been. Japan. They haven't reached. Uh, haven't they? Haven't reached out to him or Douglas. <coughs> uh, Malenko and Benoit tell Saturn to shove it, and you can tell Douglas that too. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, we get a promo from Tanay and Harlem Heat as Harlem Heat's going to win their back their titles tonight. Uh, they're going to beat both teams, so that leads our. Next match, a street fight rules triple threat for the WCW Tag Team Championships of First Family of Hummus Knob, Hugh Morris, and Brian Knobs versus Harlem Heat versus the Freebirds, I mean Filthy Animals, of Conan and Kidman. Coral's came across the table. (laughs) Who come out with the belts? Yep, I'm just like, I don't... They've been stripped of the belts, but they're coming out. Tony tried to say Tony tried, yeah. And Bobby was like, well, you got to get those back when they get down there. I'm like, uh-huh. First family coming out wearing Halloween masks. And I love Heenan here. Uh, they said they would be wearing masks, but I guess they're not tonight. <laughs> then later, Nobbs is the only guy I know looks better with the mask on. Uh, Booker T comes out wearing his normal gear. Like, you know, you don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, Kidman, like Corey said, Kidman and Conan come out with the tag belts. Uh, Kidman has his video camera now, the kid cam. Yeah, maybe we don't call it the kid cam. Maybe we don't do that. That's. We're doing the but kid- his name's Kidman. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. The man cam. Kid. I mean, it's better than kid cam. How about the Billy cam? Or the, the Tory cam. Or the Willie cam. There it is. Mm, oh, yeah, the Tory cam. I'm that's down with Tory cam. 
Um, in fact, I'll operate it. <laughs> Commentary's wondering where he got the camera from, if it's hot. <laughs> That was part of That's funny. <laughs> I think that camera's hot. I, so. I'll be honest. I do like the sudden change in the filthy animals. I, I will be honest with you. It's uh, <laughs> dumb from a marketing perspective. Yes. It's really entertaining from a storyline perspective. And I'm, I'm enjoying the <laughs> shit out of it. it. It's like, oh, cool. They're getting like it's. It's funny to go back and be like, okay, the storyline's going to be uh, Ray and Eddie together. Eddie's going to turn his back. But then they became a really good tag team. And then they're like, hey, we forgot about Conan. Then Kidman got thrown into it. Nobody forgot about Conan. <laughs> they tried. They tried. <laughs> he kept calling. Then they all of a sudden became a gang. <laughs> yeah. First they were just a crew that hung together. And then they became like a you know, barrio gang. I would just love that like, if they like, if it didn't progress anywhere, but they just beat up random people in the back and took their shit. Like, nothing came of it. They didn't, like, start a feud with everybody. They just beat the fuck out of people and took they're their just, shit. They're just a, a gang. And they just fence shit. That'd be <laughs> fucking so, amazing, So, the dude. rumor in innuendo is that Vince McMahon loved gangs because, well, a couple a couple years ago, and they had to. Yeah, the gang was, was it really Vince Russo? It might have been Russo that loved gangs. probably was. They had, like, gang warfare time where they had, like, 400 fucking gangs. Yeah. You'll notice a lot of clicks uh, <laughs> spread up out of nowhere here in WCW now. Cannot wait. Uh, Conan's getting his shirt off. The bell rings. Book T attacks him with a trash can as he's like on the stairs. I mean, That's nice. Uh, Knob tries to do a clothesline off the apron, but totally misses. So as a knob would do, uh, you know. Uh, knob gets thrown into the crowd. Kidman is in the crowd, and Ray hits him with a trash can. Hey guys, there's crowd, uh, fans around you. Don't, Don't worry about, about that. that. Uh, Jimmy Hart gets involved and has Book T chase him up the ramp. Uh, Knob gives uh, Chase and then chucks a trash can at Booker T. So what's worse, a trash can or her chair being thrown at you? Mm-hmm. A chair. A chair is very disrespectful. Yes. So disrespectful. Speaking of chairs. Harlem Heat double team uh, Knobs at the, on the stage. Morris drops uh, Kidman on. He does like a grill press slam. Just drops him on Dude, a chair. that was brutal. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Holy Christ. Like on the arch of the back of the chair. I was like, you fucking asshole. Jesus Christ. Uh, Booker T accidentally kicks Stevie with a sidekick. Uh, they are now fighting in the backstage uh, two on one. <laughs> Morris hits no laughing matter through a table. Uh, as that's happening, Stevie Ray pulls out the Yeti, I'm sorry, a mummy, <laughs> and hits Brian Knobs with it. Gonna get some of that sweet, leathery hindquarter. For the win. So, yes, Stevie Ray hits Brian Knobs with a mummy. And I, I before I move on, I want to bring this up from last week's uh, Monday Night War Stories. You did bring up Booble. If the Yeti was going to make an appearance, there he is. and he slightly did. There he is. As a mummy. <clears throat> so after the match, the match was five minutes and two seconds. However, Harlem Heat's running back with the rep that made the pinfall. However, in the ring, something happens. And oh, there's you, a pinfall. Oh, yeah, there's a pinfall, yes. Yeah. But we don't know what move or whatever. But the filthy animals made a pinfall. Did they not tell the other ref that there's going to be a pin in the back, so don't count one in the ring? Correct. But they don't here. So uh, then there's a big argument of who won because Harlem Heat won in the back. Filthy Mantles won in the <laughs> ring. Um, however, then Conan's on the ground holding his shoulder, if he's hurt or not. Uh, but the refs say, hey, I, pin- uh, I made the call before. Harlem Heat is your new tag team champions 10 times. 
Uh, after the match, Harlem Heat walks up to the stage and they have a stare down with Ray and Tori. Which is weird. Maybe they're the next challengers? It yes. It is Russo World. Yep. There it is. So, Corey, what do you give it? Uh, two and a quarter. Uh, I wrote false count anywhere, street fright, triple threat match for the vacant titles. This is a hat on a hat on a hat. Chaotic, at times confusing. He gets the win after a mummy attack in the back. That's all I wrote. Uh, the attack. It was chaotic. I actually sort of enjoyed the chaotic nature of it. I mean, this shit was bonkers everywhere. I kind <laughs> of enjoyed that part of it. But the ending is super fucking dumb. And, I mean, spoilers don't lead to anything. So it's just, they just fucked up. And just like, second match. And you're just like, all right. Yeah, like, I don't think all wearing earpieces at this point. Like, what? How do you, you not fucking tell them there's a so. pin? Like, and like, it was also weird that like, they didn't just like, I mean, it's a, it's a small thing. And this is why, like, it's always little things that like, remind you how good Vince is when he's detail oriented. Because the bell would have rang in the back. <laughs> They would have rang the bell to signal the match was over. Of course, we are talking about a company that's about seven months away from famously telling the two guys standing in Gorilla to go home already. (laughs) So, you know. So, you know. (laughs) There's there's that. Really good at time management. Real good. Yeah. Uh, We go backstage, and David and Ric Flair have shown up, and Ric has a uh, crowbar. Ric Flair's fucked at least three women so far today. So... We're at a pay-per-view, guys, but let's bring out DDP with Kimberly. This. Oh. Oh, this. So this, honestly, was my first. I was like, yeah, Russo's here. This yeah. is. Yeah. We're not in uh, Kansas anymore. Yeah. No, we are, we are not in uh, Birmingham, Alabama anymore. We're not in Georgia. This is not JCP. As a uh, commentary says, that, hey, uh, this is unplanned. Uh, what does he do coming out here? Kimberly says, uh, gets to talk. So what a weird outfit she was wearing. As yeah. uh, she yeah. says that Flair spanked her 14 times. And the way, the as she puts it, uh, DDP spanked her that many times. But that's just a warm-up. I call bullshit. I, I, there is no way. Uh, there are many things that could happen in this world, Mike, Joe. Nope. Uh, no chance in hell DDP can out-fuck Ric Flair. Nope. No. Not a chance. Mike, my, so using Ric Flair's dick, he could not fuck Ric Flair. <laughs> right. My one question so far is your one question. <laughs> <laughs> I've got yes, many. I got many. <laughs> but here, hear me. Here, here's my question: Why are they doing the China storyline here with Kimberly, bro? She's a nitro girl, babyface, doing the search, and then she's a heel trying to fuck a twenty-one-year-old David Flair. Just to get... Oh, she was going to drug him and have DDP do his thing with her. Oh, they're going to... But Flair... Flair said no to that. Space Mountain said, no, 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 baby. <laughs> I'll take over. How about no? Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird. It's, uh, yeah, she was like super baby face up until that segment of that episode. Which was like... she's like trying to like... She, they did, didn't they do like the Nitro Girl search before? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, because she, she had to leave. Yeah. I was waiting for David to be like... Mrs. Page, are you trying to seduce me? Uh, Please do. Please do. So then DDP (laughs) talks about how he's making fun of Ric Flair for only spanking my his wife. You got this in the room and all you want to do is spank it? I was like, oh, he's trying to have him cut a rock promo. God Uh damn it. And the thing is, the rock is good at it. So (sighs) it doesn't need yoga. But But the DDP character doesn't need to be doing rock promos. Even as a heel. 
Nope. It's like... Hmm. So basically, he's just doing the promo. Flair, why didn't you bang my wife? And I got to just say, he did bang your wife. Yeah, yeah don't you worry don't about it. You don't need to worry about it. If that's what she told you, she's lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DDP says he can spank it right here and does the crotch grab. <sighs> and then all of a sudden, DDP challenges Ric Flair to a strap match tonight. Since they already have their match together, let's let's take it up a notch. I mean, he eventually got that strap off and told him the match. Yeah. <laughs> if I had shades of bulldog here, I'm like, God <laughs> damn, man. Uh, DDP unveils his uh, strap. I mean, the strap as he has it wrapped around his waist. He had a strap on, and in his, he he was tucking. And uh, would you t- fuck me? <laughs> Goodbye, horse. Bang. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, he uh, there's a there's a lot of spanking it and jerking it jokes in this promo. Oh God! Then like a, your typical pay per view for Nitro. Now we see Goldberg looking for Sid. Wait, that should be Nitro. Hold on, before we get that is one of the worst promos that I've seen in a long time, and I'm not gonna fault DDP by himself. This was a veteran being told to go out. And cut a promo so foreign to him and his character that there's no way it could have come across as genuine or just normal. Like it's uh this is a weird comparison. I like making these on these shows, it's fun for me. Uh it's the first time Hulk Hogan cut a heel promo when he switched. Mm-hmm. Like it felt super forced and awkward. Yep. It's not him. Dude. Yeah. This this was not good. Uh, we go to a promo Tanay, and he's with Eddie, who's with Kidman and Tori. Uh, Tanay says that both teams during the Saturn Guerrero match won't be out here. And Kid, I love Kidman here. Like, well, that sucks. All right, Tori, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Let's go fuck. Oh, oh, well. I mean. Eddie says that Conan and Ray are headed to the hospital. I mean, could have been me. They're lucky they even had me at the building. <laughs> Eddie says that it's about time for him to go beat Saturn and show off his Rolex. And Tanae's like, hey, I've seen that Rolex looks familiar. Eddie, what are you doing? You calling me a thief? A liar? <laughs> this is my own. Saying I like and cheat and steal? It's bullshit. Say what you want about this character, but this really is the first uh, the first salvo into the lie, cheat, yep. steal Guerrero that we would eventually come to love in WWE. Before, he was just dick prick Rudo, like heel. Now it's like... They're shades of that character. And it's kind of cool to see. Thanks, today. <laughs> yeah. So let's go to So let's go to our next match, guys, as it's Saturn versus Eddie Guerrero. They just they just go to this match every week now. For, yeah. I was gonna say, didn't we just have this on? They're like, you know, we need a good match throughout all this crap. Uh, let's throw Perry and Eddie out there. Didn't didn't we just have like a triple threat on Nitro? Oh, yes. with, but Chavo yes, was involved. Now this time it's just they could have a good match in their sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Eddie gives Bobby the watch and tells Bobby he uh, tr- he trusts him, but don't I don't trust that uh, thief and Tony. <laughs> Uh, Saturn Gorilla press slams Eddie onto the steel steps. Ref asks if Eddie's all right. So look, he was selling it really good. He's like, no, no, <laughs> no, it fucking hurt, man. Eddie has Saturn in arm lock submission, but Saturn reverses it by picking him up and slamming Eddie to the ground. Uh, Saturn then hits a moonsault after it. Saturn hits a top rope fall away back, uh, back body drop. Eddie hits a superplex. 
And all of a sudden, here comes Ric Flair with a crowbar and attacks Eddie. Um, At least it fits. That, this match he is w- the dirtiest player in the game, so it makes sense that he would come for revenge. You know? yep. This match went 11 minutes and 12 seconds uh, after the match. Kidman runs down, but Flair attacks him with the crowbar. Tori comes down. Flair dances and struts around her and then makes out with her, and she likes it. This is the, this is, this is the stuff with Vince Russo that really gets to me. He has um, a history, if you go back through the last couple of years on the other show, of just terrible shit with women. Forcing them into situations like this, forcing them to take their clothing off and be humiliated. Um, in this case, it's force yourself on her and then have her fall in love with you. It's the old trope from like the fucking 50s. <laughs> and it... Uh, Sucks. All I have to say about that is the only thing sexier than a kiss is consent. There you go. Uh, if I world champion right anymore. Flair leaves, and then all of a sudden he runs back and gets his watch from Bobby, and Bobby says, Hey, I've been watching that for you. Here yeah. you go. That's funny. <laughs> Gotta be fair to Flair. Uh, we go backstage, and we see Goldberg attacking someone, and it turns out that he's attacking Sid. Sid is now busted open, yelling, Is this all you got? Uh, Interesting little wrinkle. Actually, didn't mind it. They, no, they it sh- made sense. Yeah, they show blood. Well, there's well a new sheriff in town. I mean, I would, I would say in uh, and it's pay per view. What happened to WCW? Not showing blood. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's uh, t- mostly television. No, what's that old saying that holds true in every profession? It's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Yep. Mm. So then. We have a uh, another unannounced segment as here comes Buff Bagwell. Buff has a problem with the two new writers and Jeff Jarrett. Buff wants Jarrett to come out here so he can kick his ass. Buff then yells at t- uh, Heenan to tell them to get uh, get him out here. Jarrett runs down. Both men begin to brawl. Then all of a sudden, here comes the total package who runs down and tries to take a swing with the guitar at Jarrett, but misses and hits Buff with the guitar, and the guitar... Doesn't break. Because did you see what he did? He lugered it. Mm-hmm. He moved a step too close, and he didn't get him with the body of the guitar. He uh-huh. got him with the fucking neck of the guitar. He got him with the neck. Jer- he, he hit him jammed, hard. Jammed down on a dude who was almost paralyzed from a broken neck with the neck of a guitar. Then package then breaks the guitar over the turnbuckle to show that it's breakable. This is because of the fact that on Nitro, Elizabeth was found down in the locker room. With the guitar smashed around her. Who knows if it was Jarrett. I'm just saying. I'm not. But that yeah. led to why the package came down and stuffed uh, Buff with his long neck. Let's go to backstage with Mike Tanay. He's, he's, he's trying to talk with Sid, but Sid tells him, to get, uh, tells him and the doctor to get the hell out of here. And then they cut to Eddie laying on steps in pain, telling Ray to come back to the uh, arena because they need to do some filthy animal business. Hmm. Story come back? Or? That the business? My business. Yeah. And business is good. So this pay-per-view is off to a hot start, so let's go to our next we've match. Had more, we've had more skits and vignettes than we have matches. Well, let's go to our fourth match tonight, guys, as it's Brad Armstrong versus Berlin with the bodyguard. Armstrong coming oh, out. Hold on. Right. We didn't do my gimmick. Oh, I didn't yeah. even talk about the last match. Oh, my yeah. bad. Or you're, I, you're so busy with the vignettes and backstage yeah. shit. 
Bro. Uh, I gave it two and three quarters for Guerrero and Saturn. Good back and forth until Ric Flair comes out and attacks Guerrero with a crowbar. That's all I got. What a sentence. Right. <laughs> Imagine the comics people were like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping it vague on purpose because I, I see these Russo uh, pay-per-views. It's going to be like my um, avant-garde period. Like I want people to read it and be like, Huh? <laughs> now, what is he trying to say here? Yeah. And so, then I'll be like, now you know what it's like to watch it. So our next match is Brad Armstrong versus Berlin. This is your blue period. Armstrong wearing the uh, USA sweatshirt. At this point, Tony sounds like uh, he is on a old AM radio. I was going to say, Tony sounded super weird tonight in his mic. He also sounded like he did not want to be there. Is that because he didn't want to be there? I think so. Oh. Did, did he want to be there? Without question. And that happens throughout the whole night, too, of him like, so what's happening right now is uh, this. Yeah, he was his they had connection issues. Crowd could care less for this match, such as us. There's a couple USA chants. Berlin goes for the reverse neck breaker, but Armstrong holds on to the ropes and falls. And that is how Brad Armstrong wins the match. Via Berlin falls to the ground. Four minutes and 23 seconds after the match, Berlin and the bodyguard attack Armstrong after the match. You got anything to say? Nope. Three quarters of a star. Oh, this is all I wrote. This gimmick didn't get a chance. He's exactly where he was a year ago. Just with a fancy new look. Uh, hashtag um, don't push Alex right? This is terrible. I, I think that this, the fact that this went this long and the wrong guy won, is evidence to me that this is much like match number one, where the guy who's booking now would not have booked this, has no plans for either, and was just like, let's get it out the way. Yep. That's what this was. A victim of circumstance. And the way he loses, too. It's like, oh, yeah. he doesn't even lose via a move. It's just, I go for the reverse neckbreaker. Oh, you held on to the rope. One, two, three. It's also weird. I mean, we don't, I don't know if we talked about it when he first showed up, but in 1999, man, like, the foreign heel, like, we're... We're still doing the foreign heel thing. I uh, know nobody with nobody with a clue was. My God, dude! Of course that wasn't gonna work. <sighs> no, it's it's terrible. It's it's, it's fucking, WCW, everybody. <laughs> you know, in fucking twenty months, fucking fly, planes flying to goddamn towers. Like the shit is over, man. We should probably thank our lucky stars. WCW didn't exist at that point because oh my God, God knows what would have done. They would have signed people called them Twin Towers. Yes. Reese would have had a job again. Would have been the the freedom the, the baby faces would be called the Freedom Fighters. Yep. They would have oh, yeah. the fought some name Al Kiter. <laughs> yeah. Al. Al Kater. Yep, yep. Uh we gotta <laughs> let's go to Tanay with Rick Flair. Flair says the filthy animals thought they could play with the big boys tonight, and guess what? He proved them that they're wrong. If they want some, he'll be here the rest of the night and he'll be at Nitro if they wanted to get some. Flair says, um, He's ready for the strap match, but the Philly, if the filthy animals want some, they can come get some. Uh, Flair says that Kimberly liked their spankings. Uh, Kimberly went, woo, 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 and she liked it. Tori went, woo, tonight, too. We're getting full tilt boogie right now for one Flair. Flair says when he's done with Paige tonight, he's going to give Kimberly a two-time, two-time, two-time nature boy. <laughs> My only question is, who's he feuding with? Yes. <laughs> like, it the, was almost whoever has all a hot about, chick. It was almost all about the filthy animals, this promo, until the very end. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm wrestling DDP. Oh, yeah, I have a strap uh, match. Like, yeah, I forgot. Woo! You're fired. 
I'm already fired. Woo. Let's go to our next. my eye. <laughs> Let's go to our next match as for the TV title: Rick Steiner versus Chris Benoit. Steiner hits a pop up like over the shoulder slam. I thought that was really cool. Benoit hits a superplex. Benoit throws Steiner into the turnbuckle and goes for the drop kick, but Steiner hangs on to the ropes and then moves oh so slightly in front of Benoit and he Benoit clips him and he falls down. Uh, Shivani has to make the save of like he didn't get all that one, but he did. Steiner throws the uh, into Benoit and then he low blows Benoit. Uh, Steiner goes for the power bomb, but Benoit tries to reverse it and slips it, slips and falls onto the mat instead of a roll up. So what they do is Steiner picks him up and then Benoit rolls him up for a two. Um, that shows the vet in both men of well the move didn't work, so let's do it again in a way of not doing the same move again. Let's just okay, you're supposed do to be a, a roll moves up and get back to it. You're supposed to be a roll up, so let's make it a roll up. Um, at that time, that's when the crowd starts chanting boring. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. Do you blame them? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I but I mean, like, so, uh, like up until this point though, the whole oh, show yeah. sucks. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And I mean, as, as good as of, a a technical kind of hard hitting match this is, this is not, uh, exciting to a 1999 crowd. So, I mean, it makes sense that they would chant it. Yeah. Uh, Steiner throws Benoit corner uh, face first in the corner. Steiner throws the ref, but Benoit and Benoit elbows the ref, thinking that it's been Steiner. Steiner gets a chair and then Steiner swings, but Benoit ducks and T Bone slams him. Benoit throws the chair at Steiner and punches the chair in, his, in the face. Benoit goes for a flying headbutt, but Steiner then throws the chair. Jesus, dude, <laughs> when he's in in air, looks like that. It hurts. And I, every the thing is, every time when I see someone throw a chair, I think of Booble. I'm like, it's fucking disrespectful. I mean, <laughs> in this instance, uh, not so much. This was just a really good like counter offensive move. But like, it's like when they throw it down the hallway at somebody. Like, that's rude. Like yeah, this yeah. made sense. Uh, that looks fucking painful though. Holy hell! Then uh, Dean Malenko runs down and grabs the chair and it looks like he's gonna hit Rick Steiner with it. But there's Benoit behind him and he turns and takes a swing at Benoit. Bolenko then grabs and grabs the ref and then throws him into the ring and the ref counts a three for Rick Steiner. Your new TV champion, Rick Steiner, 12 minutes and 50 seconds. I gave it an even three stars. I liked this hard-hitting match. The crowd in Vegas did not. (laughs) Bolenko comes in and turns heel hitting Benoit with a chair because, of course, he does. After the match, Bolenko walks up the ramp and... Saturn him. Brothers got a hug. Yeah, brothers got a hug. Revolution brothers. Yeah. Sag it off. Sag it off. When I, when I drive past, like, to Cottage Grove, there is a sagging off. Yep. And every time I drive by it in my head, I go, sagging off. Yep. <laughs> 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 I was going to Tanae with Bret Hart. Uh, Bret's hurt from the attack from the total package on Nitro. Uh, if doctor's there and the doctor's like, I don't think you should be wrestling tonight. And Benoit's like, <coughs> Brett's like, fuck you, I don't care. Who, who am I, Bruce? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to wrestle tonight. I'm going to give it all I got. I'm going to give it a shot. Well, I got a broken neck. I'm fine. So our next match is Bret Hart versus the total package with Liz. Man, shouldn't this match have been like bigger? Yes. 
Should have. God, it feels so underwhelming, the wrestling. Together. It's the sixth match of the night, and it should have been a little bigger because of the Did two. Did they wrestle in 90-whatever? Fuck, he was there. 92, in WWF. In Yes. As in fact, they started a feud at WrestleMania 9 before the Yoko Brett match. At the, they had a luncheon like fucking interview thing. Mm-hmm. And the narcissist Lex Luger knocks Bret Hart with his fucking steel elbow. Like at that lunch that day. Mm-hmm. So like he went into the match a little less than 100 already. And then they were going to start a big old feud. And they, they did it on house shows. But then uh, they decided they needed Lex to be an All-American and ride the bus everywhere. Lex so they never really did much with it. Uh, Brett dominates... About 95% of this match, I would say. Uh, Elizabeth tries to get involved, but Hart uh, still has the upper hand when Luger thought he can sink attack. Brett goes to the sharp, super, uh, sharp shooter, but pa- the package pokes him in the eye. Brett goes to the outside and looks like he hurts it's his ankle. Sentence. The package poked him in the eye. Yep. <laughs> My eye. Uh, <laughs> his package poked me in the eye. The whole match, Brett's selling the ankle, then he jumps to the outside and hurts it even more. This allows the package to attack the ankle. The total package puts uh, on a half Boston Crab and Brett taps because of the pain. Look at that fantastic storytelling. Seven minutes and 48 seconds. Huh. I would have thunk it. What do you think of it? Okay. Yeah. Well, here's my hot take then. Go ahead. A star and a half. I like the new look for the package, but damn, he's got nothing left in the ring. Brett did the best he could, but couldn't pull off the miracle. I like the storytelling. Mm-hmm. It made sense that he's hit the uh, ankle. He worked on it. It makes the sense to get the tap out. So I'm shocked. It's a little bit low. That's why I think it's a little bit lower yeah. for you than you would go. Nothing about the psychology was wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think that Luger's got nothing in the ring since he yeah. came back. I mean, fuck. Was he this worthless? Like, was he this worthless the last year in the Wolfpack? Well, no, I mean, he was fire then. Well, the character was fire. He's never been like a whole lot better than this in the ring. He's not good. Well, I'm not talking about like, I'm talking about like he he came back from that injury ten years older. Yeah, to me, like just any you know any like uh, fast offense or. I, just, just the acceleration off a clothesline even is gone. I mean, it's just... The theory... Well, it's probably not even a theory. I'm sure he was putting some needles in his arms to, re, to recoup faster, and that limits your mobility. And I mean, I mean he, look I mean, at his he body. Looks, he, he always looked good. jacked here. But this is ridiculous. The downside to being jacked is you lose mobility. This is like... And he's north of 40 at this point, so... Yeah. This is like him coming... He's older than Sting, right? And Sting's about a year older. 40, 41 here at this point? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is, I think, like, this is Luger being, like, I'm not giving up my spot, so I'm going to make myself look really good. However, I agree with Corey, the fact that... He's in the wrong company for that. <laughs> the fact that he's coming back and he looks like he's 10 years older. Yeah, like... And I, speed and... I've never seen a guy come back from an injury in the same year where they come back and it's just like, Jesus, there's like a decade of wear and tear on you. You're supposed to be fresher coming back from an injury. He moves two or three steps slower. Yeah. He's just so immobile. And you're right. It's probably the juice that's doing it. But because of that, I just could not get into it. I was like, Jesus, he's struggling to do even the most basic of shit in a, in a decent matter. And what's crazy is like, so, I mean, he looks the way that he looks. I mean, he's like what you think of as a professional wrestler should look like. 
So his whole office is built around power, and he doesn't have it. He can't yeah. lift people. Like now, he struggles to lift people. Now, to be fair, I thought Brett's performance was fantastic. Well, Brett was amazing. Yeah, Brett I mean, was great. Selling he the sold one like leg. a million bucks. He was Johnny on the spot everywhere he needed to be. But Luger just Brett, drug it down. Man. Brett was great. The fact that he dominated ninety five percent of this match. I oh, one God, leg. he did. Yeah, God, yeah. And I like that storytelling too. Of the fact that well, you attacked my ankle. And you could end my career with this, so I'm going to give it all I got. And then, you know, the storytelling is Brett getting hurt again on his own doing, and this allows Luger package to who's a veteran, who's a vet, recognized it. And then, and and I liked, and I'll say this about this match. One thing, I thought the match was okay, but I liked the fact that Brett tapped to a ankle and. Submission, mm-hmm. not the torture rack. Yep. And has Brett ever tapped before? If so, Rarely. I don't remember it. Count of five <laughs> like, on a hand? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not, I don't think so. Like, so maybe first time ever. Maybe, maybe. He never really wrestled anybody who had a submission. Yeah, said, said Flair in the figure four, and nobody gave up to that by the time Brett was wrestling. Which is going back to the like, oh, That's why that submission thing with Austin was interesting because mm-hmm. he didn't technically have a submission. Yeah. I mean, he had one, but. So, I mean, no. Hmm. Uh, but guys. Now we take an interesting turn and things get weird. Yes. Uh, yep. First, first we go to Tanae with Goldberg and back as they're standing at the blood pile of Sid. Goldberg said that he's going to finish Which Sid. Which he was Goldberg violently masturbating while looking yes, at it. Yes. He's, uh, he's going to finish it tonight and he's going to beat Sid. Spanked about 14 times. And then Medusa comes out wearing a bikini, promoting the new WCW cologne. Corey, do you think that belt away yet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, she does. First of all, <laughs> what's with Bobby burying the cologne? The cologne? The, uh, before the skit where she dumps on I mean, from the moment she's out, he's like, oh, that stuff smells like it smells shit. like garbage. It's like a toilet. It's like that's a- really bad. <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, Heenan doing Heenan things, who yeah. also is not a fan of who's here now, I believe. No, nope. oh, no, no. Uh, Medusa gets the mic and says, uh, asks if she uh, likes coming out in a, uh, in a bikini promoting this. And then she tells the uh, powers to be that uh, this is bullshit and then pours the cologne all over Bobby. Bobby. Says actual bullshit. Yep, mm-hmm. actual says bullshit. Swears. Swear jerk. So, yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's not even the weirdest. That's not in the weirdest part. So let's get to it as we get a package. Wait, am I reading this right? Yeah, I, what? Uh, it's going to be Hogan versus Sting next. Seems a bit early. The, it was the co-main event, and it's the seventh. Well, at one point it was the main it event. It was the main and then event. it was the co-main event. <laughs> now it's the seventh match let's, on the let's card. Let's be honest. It, it's not the co-main event. Yeah, no. So we get Hogan versus Sting for the WCW <clears throat> Heavyweight Championship. And I would say, Corey, in WCW's history, the title should go on last. Oh, yes. But no, it's going to go to third to last. Mm-hmm. As Hogan music hits, they pan the crowd. Look at all the crowd hype for, for Hogan. Time. And there were a lot of people there to see Hogan. Hogan. Mm-hmm. Here we go. A bunch of kids dressed up. Mm-hmm. Hogan music. Uh, Hogan. Coming out, uh, Hogan. Uh, Hogan the commentary's trying to save the spot. Hey, he's taking his time. Bobby, Bobby, uh, really good. Oh, he's making him wait. Making he's playing Sting my games. Sta- wait, mm-hmm. playing my game, mind games. Sting comes out. Well, so first, uh, so like it plays, and they were like, 
There's, Francis just brings Sting out then. Yeah. And so the music stops, and then Sting comes out. Then Hogan music hits again. No Hogan still. And then a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Here comes Hogan in that black and gray as Hogan comes out in street clothes. Yep. I audibly, out loud, I went, no fucking way. (laughs) He comes out in street clothes, gets in the ring. uh, Has discourse with Sting. Yep. Talks to Sting. Sting, none too happy about this discourse. And then Hogan lays down (laughs) on his back. Sting covers him. One, two, three. Sting immediately gets up, as does Hogan. And they go straight to a Sid Goldberg video package. Hard cut. Hard cut. Hard cut. The crowd booing re- vigorously. Yes. So, Corey, what did you give it? <laughs> Let me read it. Let's see what you did there. Oh, I give it the old no rating. Oh, the old, the old the, dud. The NR. Hogan comes out play, and, and lays down and Sting pins him. Interesting, but hot damn did the crowd not like this. Uh... So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say creative didn't work for him, brother. That is correct. Should talk about it now then since we're here? Yes. Because just... Creative didn't work for Hogan. Uh, he was going to use his creative control mm-hmm. to win the belt back because he doesn't trust the new creative guys and he's got creative control. So he's just going to nip it in the bud right here, put the belt back on him. And, um, and they said, well, no, that's not how we're going to do it. To their credit, they were like, no. Yeah, no, that's not how we're going to do it. Um... The idea originally, mm-hmm. okay, originally, and they were going to do this the next year too. That's where they got the idea for next year. Yep. It, it came from here. Yep. Hogan's plan was he was going to win. He was going to beat Sting, mm-hmm. win the title. But then the powers that be were going to say, we don't want to use you. Go home. And then they were going to go through whatever means they would go through to crown a new champion. Yep. And then at Starcade, after... Person B wins that version of the title. Hogan would come back, and at Starcade, the two would clash for the actual belt brother. And the Clash of Champions? And guess who would win that one, dude? Uh, right. But that, that was his plan. Yep. Their plan was, no, we're just not going to use you, and we're going to do that part B anyway, <laughs> and crown a champion. Yep. And, um, yeah, sit at home if you want. So, I'm torn on this, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we talked off air yesterday. Uh, can you just fucking let Sting win a goddamn match, please? Clearly not. I mean, Christ, dude. Is... He is legitimately the backbone of this company. It makes sense. If anybody were to beat you, it would be Sting. All the more reason for him not to. In the history of all wrestling, guys, is Hogan-Sting the most snake-bit feud of all time? So, before you answer that, Corey, Joe asked me this question, and I think it's the wrong phrase. Snake bit implies that it's something out of their control went wrong. This is entirely Hogan's fault all three oh, times. Oh, yeah, this is all Hogan. So, I, But I don't know what the phrase is, but snake bit isn't it. I can't think of the phrase. Mo- it's the most uh, compromised. Compromised there is. The most compromised big money feud of this all time. Bonkers, this is bonkers, dude. This is one guy sabotaging it completely. Uh, and I can't think of another instance where someone sabotages this, it this much. Three times. Yeah. Think three if, times. Think if, just go back. Of uh, 22 months. If Sting beats him cleanly in the middle of that ring to set up a rematch even a they're year not later, working so bad. they're not in this position. Nope. From that day, and I believe you guys said it on this podcast, they fucked themselves yeah. then. Because yeah. if Sting wins cleanly, the NWO is in retreat, their storyline breakup can still happen, 
You've got Sting, Goldberg, Ruder. You've got tons of guys. WWE does not look like losers. No. They're built. They're strong. You can still have the Civil War happening over here. Mm-hmm. And it makes even more sense, really, because if you have neither Nash or Hogan or anyone win the world title all of 98, they can do their Civil War and yep. then get back together in early 99 because they realize, fuck, we're stronger together. And then you actually have more life in the NWO at that point. Yeah. So in any way you look at it, yep. they fucked themselves. You had you have Star you have Starcade match one. Yep. They mess up with They uh, messed up the rematch two months later. The Super Bowl yep. one was really rough. Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Well that was weird, right, wasn't it? Yeah. It was not well done. And again, not particularly done to make Sting look strong, even though he won. Then it you was, had the savage fucking match. They had four matches because of the la- the Fall what, Brawl. Fall Brawl and then this one. It's like Fall Brawl also had a fucking run in and shit. So, and don't forget, they got a mulligan because oddly and weirdly enough, the first time they ever had this match, they put it on free TV in November 95. Yep. On Nitro, Con- which mo- was unheard of. You're going to give that match away? Even back then, people were like, eventually one day. Yeah. These two will fight. They're like, oh, next week on that trip. Yeah, next week, actually. What? You have, you ha- you next had- week at the uh, Pepsi Center in Denver. You, ha- the fuck you, have the, you have the face of the WWF for years coming into WCW, and they're gonna, you're going to team them, uh, face them off against the face, the icon, the backbone of WCW, Sting, free TV. And then, fuck, what do we do? Crow Sting. Got it. Year and a half off. 18 months to build up that match. And then they fuck it up. The greatest storyline maybe in the history of wrestling. And they fuck it up. Uh, so before we move on, and so the second point to that is why I'm torn on this, right? Because fuck Hogan for that. And I guess, well, kind of. Uh, well, I'm kind of weirdly in Vince Russo's camp. But as I have been saying, somebody should challenge that. Like, if you don't... Like, I'm, I'm glad creators work for you. Cool, I don't care. I just won't use you then. Fuck yeah. you. I will pay you to sit the fuck home. I don't care. Well, see, up until this, then he always had... He always had Bischoff. He always had Bischoff was in his a back bitch. pocket. Yeah, he, he was never going to stand up to him. He, he, had, he had blinders when it came to Hogan. Because mm-hmm. that's the guy that made him his money. And yep. him, you know. uh, yeah, so when he was like, I fuck you then. Like, go home. We don't want you anyways. Like, Because that was always Hogan's, like, that was like his trump card. like, I'll just go home, brother. Enjoy your ratings. And Rooms was like, okay. Yeah, cool. I and don't want you here anyways. They can't get any worse. I don't care. So uh, That's the one good thing Russo's. I'm I'm torn on it, right? Because it's a, f- I mean, it's such a bad look. It it's, is such a terrible look for this company. It's a bad look, but like long term, it's maybe the best thing they could do to get out of that fucking creative contract. Like, not out of it, but like where it's not relevant. Hold him up, going, hey, we don't care what you say now. So it's weird. It is, but uh, it's you could you could have done this on Nitro though if you were going to do it, not fucking pay per view. It's also a bad look though because. Your company needs to pick me up, and whether you like him or not, and he's not the answer. But there were a lot of people in that building to see him. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, they panned them. So, they panned. So TV ratings don't warrant it now, but live crowd yeah. is still very much a Hogan thing. I mean, it's not as so big as it was. You may but... not want to burn that bridge, but, but I mean, I understand he is absolutely is not the answer going forward. Right. But you don't really want to cut it off either. It, like it, It's weird. It's it, tough. It's like one of those things of... Let me ask you guys this. Could they... I, I You can't. Never mind. I was going to say, could you use Hogan in a way that you can still get the crowd control, but not have him in the 
main storyline, but that's Hogan's ego going, um, brother. Vince, Vince McMahon managed to do it in 2002, and that's it. <laughs> he utilized him perfectly that year. Use him for the name. Use him Don't for the use name, him for the pop. The... Um, yeah, you give him a quickie title run. You can give him the main but, event for a, qu- a but it was B mostly, show, C show. But it was show. mostly to put over the guys you want to build like, up. Yeah. He got that title run because of the reaction he got but, at Mania. Yeah. Because he wasn't being completely shoved down their throat. Because they were like, ooh, there's something here. We better capitalize on it. But everybody knew it was going to be a quick capitalization. It wasn't going to be a long term. Right. It was like, oh, fuck. We can do this for like a month. It was like the the gold watch, like the, yeah. you've earned this belt yeah. again. Here you go. And um, yeah, this is this and is this. It's uh, one of those things. Like I, I was going to bring the question up, like could they done this in '99? But I just don't think they Hogan's don't have the ego to do it. He, he would have done it. Yeah. See, he didn't have a choice in 2002. The company he was booked for went out of business. If yep. he wanted to, to make a name and more money, he had to do what Vince wanted this time. And he didn't. And Vince wasn't. He didn't have that creative control. He wasn't stupid. Yeah, this was the very. <laughs> in fact, I would say the 2002 contract signing. That'd be the very first time that I can think of since he became Hulk Hogan. You know, the national expansion that we yep. where he didn't have any bargaining power. It was pretty much Vince had the rock. He was a normal he, talent. Yeah, he still had him. Austin. He didn't need him he at all. He didn't need him. He nope. was a normal, normal yeah. talent. It was like, you know, if you want to come in, we'll use you, but you know, we don't need you, so here's what you're going to do. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the crowd fucking... Oh, they, 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 I mean, they lost the crowd they, here. They, cut, they, they lost them. As Corey said, we went straight to a Sid uh, Goldberg promo, but when they cut back to the live crowd panorama, they were pissed. So... What do you think was happening, like with Hogan and Sting? Like, did they walk up the aisle together? Were they interacting with the crowd? What do you think was Hogan? Hogan got in the up arena? and left. Hogan left the ring slightly before Sting, so yep. Hogan was straight <laughs> yeah. down. And Sting just kind of stood there looking disgusted, and then walked. Sting was walking back when much they like cut. Victory Road 2011. I was going to actually say that I was like, "This dude, man." Now talk about something at Snakebit in his fucking title reigns, <laughs> right? Can he just like get a fucking title reign that doesn't blow? He never had a definitive. Like, title isn't reign. that ridiculous? He had the when he beat Flair for the first time. They they saddled him with the Black Scorpion, right? Like that should have been. I mean, it made him, but the way they booked him fucked it the a little bit. The second time, he had a real quickie run. Vader broke his ribs, and they wanted mm-hmm. Ron Simmons to get a run. The third time lasted eight days. The fourth time, I... a month. And then Hogan signed. I... Jesus Christ. Like They are so lucky he stayed. In they fact, gave him no reason to stay, ever. I'll be honest with you. I think his his signature world title run... Was in 2008, 2009 in TNA. For sure. That was his signature run. Which is ridiculous, by the (laughs) way. Not a good thing. Not a good look. uh, So Sid and Goldberg. Sid and Goldberg. We're going to go to that next next match. For the U.S. title. Main event with that strap on. Sid comes out with blood all over his head, face from the attack earlier. He was badass. So did Goldberg covered in his own fucking COVID, covered in Sid's blood. I was like, I was like, like they didn't wash. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Hell like yeah. This I dug. Uh, Goldberg's entrance <laughs> is two minutes. I fast forward through it, and it was two minutes of the time. Yeah. That's still short compared to some of Takers. Uh, however, Scott Hall and Kevin Ash attack Goldberg on the entrance ramp. Then Goldberg and Sid begin to brawl. They Sid- beat the fuck out of each other in this match. Yes. Sid gets. Holy shit. Sid gets busted open again. Um, 
Sid has Goldberg in the Cobra clutch, and then Goldberg is able to sit up and stand up with Sid on his shoulders. That's nuts. Sid is a crimson mask in this match. Uh, Goldberg in this match is just attacking the cut. I Smart. mean... <laughs> Punching it, no matter what. Ref's trying to stop him. Goldberg's like, get away from me. I'm just going to attack him. Ref stops the match because there's too much blood, and then Sid passes out. Well, he didn't pass out. He, he didn't pass out. He stopped he, because he, of blood loss. He stopped blood loss, yeah. Seven minutes, 11 seconds. Your new U.S. champion... Goldberg. This was fucking fun. I loved this. Holy fuck, um, this was fun. I was shocked in real time. Um, and we'll see. But I figured if anything if anything good was going to come out of Vince Russo coming to WCW, I was, it was going to be, surely he's got to correct Goldberg. Right? Oh my I mean, God, That's dude. the biggest no-brainer he in the world. He has to see like dollar right? signs, right? Like they've done so much damage and it's, it's right there. Sure, it's like, and this sure looked like and he you had to make an idea. him do a fucking machine, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, now this Goldberg I can get behind, right? And I'm and Sid, don't don't let's not downplay Sid either. Sid fucking brought it, dude. I uh, gave it three stars, straight mm-hmm. up hoss fight. Oh Lots yeah, lots of blood right up my alley. Fun piece of business. This is what uh, Goldberg and Bam Bam should have been. Yes, yep. yes. Uh, after the match, Holy God, Rick dude. Steiner comes out to try and help Sid to his feet. <laughs> Sid gets up, but Sid wants more. Is that all you got? Yeah, no, I mean, they made Sid look like a fucking millionaire, too. I mean, Sid hasn't looked this good since uh, 1996 in Survivor mm-hmm. Series. Steiner starts helping Sid to the back as Goldberg's young, let's fucking fight. As Sid tries, then starts to head back to the ring. <laughs> but Sid, but Steiner is stopping him from going. Uh, so this is like, this is a situation where you took two guys who were hot. Yep. One guy may have lost, but both guys looked. Both guys' stock went so much up by the end of the night to where they were at the beginning of the night. This is where Hogan never learned this part. You couldn't elevate your stock in a loss. Uh, it's it's scripted, you know. Piper. Done, done the right way, you can lose, and it looks good. Looking at you, Piper. Um, we said a minute ago they lost the crowd. I mean, these two fucking did everything they could to get them back. And the crowd was into it, man. This was not as into it as probably as they should have been because of what happened, but... This deserved the main event spot. Yes. It did. Well, we'll get to that later. Not a perfect rule. And a perfect... But here we go, the main event. Nope. Not like that. Nope. Stop on match. Let's get a recap from Nitro of Kimberly trying to seduce David. And Ric Flair shows up instead. Woo. And then the ball couldn't make it, but Space Mountain could. Woo-hoo. But then, Jump it out your own son. Uh, man. Then Sting's music comes out, and he says he's pissed off. You know he's, he's sick and damn tired of it. Sick and damn tired. Hey, you know what? It's like I said the other day. Who knew that the one piece of storyline continuity that WWE would get right in 2021 is Ric Flair selling out one of his own kids for a piece of tail? Yep. <laughs> uh, Sting's pissed about the situation. He said he did not come to Vegas to take a night off, and he wants a fight. Here, here's this franchise saving the damn company again. Sting makes an open More challenge. Later. <laughs> yeah. Sting makes an open challenge to anyone in the back. So when it this happened, obvi- it was obviously Goldberg. It was right? obvious. Was like, no watching live, me and my friends were like, "Well, fuck Goldberg," because one, we were getting smarter, smarter, smarter. It was almost like that's why Goldberg just wrestled 
It's gonna be. It had to be Goldberg. It there was had nobody to be else. Goldberg. There was nobody to else. piss I mean, him off a bit. Yeah. You know. I guess you could have the franchise. No, you could have done Brett with the sympathy thing with the hurt. That could have been an option. But especially the way he's that would been, not have been a terrible option. No, and it would have worked. But this was the obvious play. Yeah. So I guess our main event for tonight: Ric Flair versus DDP in a strap match. Uh, they fight to the uh, to the stage and they fight through the crowd. Uh, Flair um, then makes out with Kimberly. He's just making out with everyone tonight. Jesus Flair is busted open. They fight at the announce table and Flair is on the table. Yeah. The second Flair saw blood, he's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm bleeding tonight, bitch." Yeah. DDP whips uh, Flair with the strap and then begins to hump at the crowd. Flair chokes uh, Page while he has the figure four on him. Page almost loses via the three count, but kicks out twice. Page takes the strap and chokes Flair with it, uh, then hits the diamond cutter. Robinson makes the three count, but stops at three? Before three? Confusion. I was so confused what happened here. Confusion I was so lost. all around. Because it goes, he goes, one, two, hesitates to make the three, and then rings the bell, rings the bell and... I- so I couldn't tell if it was storyline or if he fucked up. I couldn't so tell after what happened. After the match, uh, DDP Diamond cuts Robinson. Then David runs down with the crowbar, and but Kimberly stops and low blows him. Ding, ding, ding. Flair, David missed the spot. David missed the spot. He was late. He was supposed to come out, interrupt oh. the count. So when he stopped, he was waiting. So the ref stopped and like, what's window. going on? Uh, fuck it, ring the bell. And then the diamond cutter on the ref was all to cover. And then Dave runs out like a fucking idiot. So Flair was probably like Diamond Cutter. Yeah, yeah, Diamond Cutter. Um, Okay, I see I didn't put that together. I was like, what the fuck happened? Somebody was late. And then the crowd was like, Uh, (laughs) David uh, uh, runs down. uh, Kimberly stops him by uh, hitting him in the groin with the crowbar. Paige Diamond cuts David two times. Two times? The first time. The first time looks like a stunner, the way David took it. Well, you know. <laughs> Sorry. So bad. Paramedics come down and uh, uh, check on Flair. David's no-selling the two diamond cutters as he's looking over his father. Uh, Flair gets stretched out. Flair's taken to the ambulance, but all of a sudden the filthy animals <laughs> come out of nowhere and attack everybody in sight, no matter who or what yep. you are. I'm they attack him. you. Where to, Rick? Yeah. Uh, Conan's wearing a, a sling. Uh, David tries to make the save, but it's outnumbered. The filthy animals put uh, Rick in an ambulance and they drive off. <laughs> uh, okay, so that at least explains the end of the match, though, because I was so fucking confused yeah. about what happened. Commentary was too. I, they're like, uh, t- uh, Tony's like, ah, what just happened? Jesus. I went a flat two. Disjointed, mainly due to the fact that the stip came out of fucking nowhere earlier in the show. Yep. Overbooked at the end. Notice the trend? Hmm, weird. <laughs> I, uh... So, uh, my rating was significantly higher than yours. Yeah. I actually super enjoyed this match. The ending bugged me. And now that I know why, it kind of takes away from the match for yeah. me a little bit. Uh, I was This match I thought was very good. They made me beat the piss out of each I other, I enjoyed too. it. I thought Flair was fantastic. I actually thought DDP was good here, and I fucking, he, I fucking hate DDP. I mean, yeah, he held up his ender. He, he did nothing I mean, wrong. 
fucking physical, just fight, man. I'm kind of burnt out on DDP. I mean, I didn't. You're talking to me. Like, <laughs> it took me longer to get there than you, but I'm finally there. It's like, all right. Um, so let's go to the ring as Sting comes out looking to see who's his open challenges. And it, like we said, it's Goldberg. Goldberg the crowd um, was chanting for it. That's yeah. what they wanted. It, so had, to be, it yeah. had to be Goldberg. And then they're both standing around as then Sting gets out and walks around the ring. And then you see Sting look at the camera and go, we need a ref. <laughs> and then suddenly, so, because like all the refs got attacked in the back by the filthy animals. They were like, well, who the fuck's going to come back? <laughs> and fucking Lil Nate sprints the fuck out. Jesus Christ. Uh, Goldberg reverses an Ira. So real quick. Okay. Before you go on. Uh, they specifically said not a title match. Yep. Specifically title match. Okay. Uh, Goldberg reverses an Irish rip and goes for a clothesline. It was sloppy. Sting hits a big splash from the top rope. Sting spears Goldberg and Goldberg. I, I was like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> Reverse psychology, dude. Uh, Goldberg then gets up and then roundhouse kicks him. Goldberg attempts to uh, spear Sting, but Sting moves and looks like Goldberg hit his head on the post like normal. Sting then hits three Stinger splashes, but then Goldberg spears Sting after jumping over him. Uh, It's one of those ones that it's um, Goldberg waited for Sting to run at him to hit the spear. Yep. One of the... Not the cooler looking ones. It's just like, all right, you're you're running to me. One, two, jump. Yep. Not as cool. Goldberg hits a jackhammer. Th- wins. Three minutes and eight seconds. Crowd doesn't know if it's for the title. Nobody knows if it's for the title. Commentary says, I think this is a non-title match, but Charles Robinson hands Goldberg the title. Pinzer announces it. I- Commentary doesn't know what to say since they thought it was a non-title match. After the match, Sting is arguing with Charles Robinson and then hits a Stinger uh, Scorpion death drop on him. I will say this. Watching live, it should have been obvious where this was going. Yeah. But at the end of the night, we were all kind of looking at each other like, wow. They really, because by all intents and purposes, it looked like they really reshuffled the deck and put it all on Goldberg. U.S. title, world title, focal point. And we weren't necessarily unhappy about it. It was like, all right, cool. He's got direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's obvious to me if I'd have gone in as the new booker, that's the dude I'm building around. So we were like, damn. Uh, I went two stars. Interesting end of the show. You can see where Russo wants to go and with who. Mm-hmm. Nitro should be interesting. I mean, the crowd was into it, so at least they got a... Uh, an ending they were happy with, kind of. Uh, I don't know that you needed to job Sting out again like that, but I... I think you had to, because he's a heel, technically. That makes sense. Because you need to send... If you're going to do what you did with Hogan, you have to send the crowd home happy. That's fair. So the the good guy was going to win. It, But there are points in with the crowd that Sting, even though if he is the heel, he's not the heel. To a lot of people. That's the, that was my point. And when this whole thing started, I was like, they don't want to boo Sting. This is that's why it's a just a shit show of a heel turn because they don't want to boo him. It hasn't been good. Yeah, no, it's it's like splitting the outsiders up. It's turning off and healing on one. They don't want to boo him, man. Yeah, that was havoc, folks. 
And that was, was my final verdict. Yeah, final verdict. Dun, dun. This, is, this is where I might this might I might shock you guys. Uh oh, I may be the only one, but I dug this hmm. overall um, because even and even though this is a low bar to clear, I said this is the best pay per view since SummerSlam '99. In my opinion, hmm. it beats Unforgiven, it beats Fall Brawl, it beats No Mercy, and it beats uh, Rebellion. I think No Mercy is better. That, to me, it was a one-match show. Take out that ladder match and what's... I mean, we just railed about how bad it was last week. Yeah. So... But no match on here approached but, that. But before we move on with ratings and buy rates, what was the better pay-per-view this month? Well, Corey just said his. I'll say So, Halloween Havoc, No, no Mercy. Mercy. For me. I... You know what? I thought the one high at No Mercy was better than any of the high... And there was no point lower, no mercy, than the low point of the show. Why don't you uh, split it and go Rebellion? Do it, Joe. No. I'll go Rebellion. No. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> rebellion? No. Um, You'd love hitting Stephanie in the face with a trash can. <laughs> God damn it. No. Um, Only if it had shown it on camera. <laughs> I, I will go No Mercy because of the fact this match, this pay-per-view does have the Sid Goldberg match. I didn't mind the, ma- the, pay-per-view, the main event of Hogan, uh, uh, Austin and Triple H. And then the and the ladder match. So there's two matches here to one. Yeah, now, by no means were either of these shows good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not good shows. I I'm do not recommend pick, watching them. I'm just picking from, you know, yeah. But I'm going to go No Mercy. But I will say this. This pay-per-view was entertaining for bonkerness. Was Rebellion worse than Fall Bro? Is that the worst one of the the run? Rebellion, yeah. yeah. It was just neat. And I, I didn't like Unforgiven either. The whole ref scab storyline. I mean, that's fair. If it was terrible. Yeah. Um, I just thought this had more chaotic feeling. It was more live. No Mercy felt like a SmackDown taping that had two really good matches on it. That to me, that. Was, yeah. That's why I was saying this is inter- the entertaining in the bonkers way of <coughs> Sid getting beat up. Flair being taken away in an ambulance. I will tell you this, though. Flair making out with both chicks. It's a noteworthy pay-per-view, tell you that much. It, exactly. It's noteworthy. It, but uh, <laughs> where we're going here, I'll tell you this much. November is another one of those months, kind of like September and October, where it's like, it's wide open, because neither show is what I would call fantastic. How's uh, ECW doing at this time? November to remember is this upcoming week, November 7th. It has a really good TV title match with Rob Van Dam and Taz. Has an excellent title match with Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka. Has Tommy Dreamer and Raven against the Impact players, Lance Storm and Justin Credible. It's a good show. It's a good show. To me, spoiler, since we don't watch it, it's the best pay-per-view of November 9th. Speaking of good shows, Corey. Yeah. How would you fix this show? Oh, my God. Uh, CC Joe, uh, you watched WWF. That's, uh, that's how you fix the show. <laughs> uh, Psychosis would still be cruiserweight champion. There it is. Yep. <laughs> taking on Lash Larue. Why not? He, Psychosis is going to win. Um, I wouldn't have done that crazy tag team shit. Just keep the belts on the animals. Have Kidman and uh, blah 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 take on Harlem Heat. Fuck this. Just have a villain. Who cares? Why the fuck is Nub Nob and Hummus on our fucking paper? You screen? I like Nub and Hummus now. No, he's, he's now <laughs> Nub. Hummus Nob. And um, let's see. I get rid of Berlin and Brad Armstrong. Who cares? Hey, you speak American when you're talking to me. Well, you didn't know. Honestly, I wouldn't change a hell of a lot more because I think the matches may not have been great, but their storyline advancement, like the Luger thing, beating Luke Brett, I think that's fine. I loved Goldberg and Sid. Flair and DDP was good for what it was. 
I don't know how I would have handled the world title. I was like, thing. how do you do the that's, Hogan thing? That's the one thing. But how do you, do you do it with that contract, right? right? Like you're, it's, you're, you're, you kind of play it the way he did, right? Right. You're, you're like, you well, then, to. then you, leave. You and I don't to. care. Do you whatever you're gonna to. do, but I don't care. Yeah, I mean, there's really no easy fix to that. You have to. Unless, like, are you shocked that they didn't go WWF route? Where, like, Hogan can't lose, so maybe you just make it a triple threat, and so Goldberg pins thing, but Hogan doesn't lose, that kind of... Are you shocked they didn't do that no. route? No. Here's, here's, and here's where they... <clears throat> just because we're in this conversation, we're going to yeah. break the... We don't know because we're gonna talk about seven months from now. Yeah, fuck. The 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 lesson they learned seven months from now is remember then they have the champ lay down and let Hogan pin him. Yeah. So then he can say, oh well, you won. You we fulfilled your contractual obligations. Yeah. And now you just go off with the belt though. We don't need to see you again. Yeah. Whereas this time it was the other way around. I cannot wait for that. So, I cannot wait for that. At least they, they learned from the first time. There's that. Got a whole lot messier though the second I time. Did, but yeah. you know, they learned to make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what the buy, buy rates were for this it match. Can't Not for this good. It can't be good. <laughs> All right. So, Corey, what's Halloween Havoc 1998? What was that card? Uh, Chris Jericho defeated Raven to keep the TV title. Ming defeated, at, or Adam Bomb defeated Ming. Uh, Adam Bomb. Jesus. That's Wrath. Uh, yeah, Wrath. Yeah. Oh, I'll call him Adam Bomb. Wrath <laughs> defeated Ming. Uh, Disco Inferno defeated Kidman. Um,. Jesus. No, it wasn't Kim. I'm sorry. It was Hoovy to get to the title match with Kidman later in the night. Alex Wright defeated Finley. Saturn defeated Lodi. And then uh, Kidman defeated Disco to keep the Cruiserweight title. Then Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell defeated Scott Steiner and the Giant for the tag team titles. And then Rick Steiner fought Scott Steiner to a five-minute draw in the grudge match. And then Scott Hall beat Kevin Nash when Kevin Nash annihilated him and then just walked off. Then Bret Hart technically murdered Sting. Yep. Uh, and then we had the worst match of all time as the uh, Hollywood Hogan Warrior uh, debacle happened. And then Goldberg defeated DDP to keep the world title. Is that the worst, but, ma- that the worst match of all time? Yeah. I, it's almost got to be. Right? Um, That's so, fantastic. But wow. that did a fantastic battle because they were still hot. Yep. And there were dream matches. You bring in Warrior. You bring, I mean, yeah. <coughs> Joe, do you have... How far back do your ratings go on your list? Uh, I'm just curious. Can you tell me what Spring Stampedes was, the last good show they had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am just curious about in five months if it's yeah. if it's changed dramatically by rate-wise. All right. So, ba- what are we doing? Bash Spring Stampede. Spring Stampede. I don't know what Spring Stampede was. Last one that was good. Spring Stampede. April 11th, 99. No, it... it they have it broken down the uh, the pay per view itself. So Spring Stampede of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, point six zero. It's not decent. It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. So okay. Last year's Halloween Havoc. It's over a one. It's a one, right? Hogan and Warrior. Warrior. Oh yeah. No. Point seven eight. Wow. Nineteen ninety seven. One point one. Man, that is super. Because let's low. not forget. Let's not forget. Uh, and people never think about this nowadays. But DDP versus Goldberg was almost as hot as Hogan Warrior. Oh, that was that fuck where they fucked up the ending, right? Nobody mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that was a highly oh, thought like weighted on match. Last time DDP was good was that fucking yeah, angle. Pretty much, yeah. So point seven eight. That's a that's disappointing, actually. I'm going to guess point three five. I'm actually going to guess point four. I would say this WWF No Mercy got a point 
Last year's was .78. This year's 1999 Halloween Havoc, .52. That's lot, way better than I thought it would be. A lot better yeah. than I thought it would be. You know what that tells me also? That name holds Halloween Havoc. It's one of their it's bigger of the big, ones of the year. One of the big ones. And that still holds some weight. So I'll be interested about Starcade. We'll see. I, I can tell you this. A with the build and just the name. We'll see. I can tell you this. That this is the lowest Halloween Havoc buy rate. I would suspect yeah, so. I would, yeah, it so. started 1989, 1.77. Jesus. So then 10 years later. Fuck. What was that? Two. That was that Thunderdome cage match, dude. Oh, it was. Because it goes through. So I love Halloween Havoc. Havoc best, man. 1.77. 1.33, okay. 0.8, okay. 0.9, I'm sorry, uh, 1993 is the lowest, 0.50. That stings it. That's, uh, no, well, yeah, but that's undercard. It's uh, Vader and Cactus Jack, spin the wheel, make the deal, is the main event. 0.5, 0.97 in 94. That's the first one with Hogan. That's Hogan. Mm-hmm. Hogan Flair Retirement Cage. Yep. Point Mr. C is the ref. Yep. 0.6 for the monster 95. truck. Point seven for ninety six. Hogan and Piper. One point one, point seven eight last year, for, and point five two. Okay. So ninety seven's the high. Well, eighty nine's the highest. Eighty nine's the highest. Back then, pay meant something. Eighty nine's the highest. And ninety three is the lowest. Four that year for WCW. Because uh, Shy Town Rumble, Russell War eighty nine, Great American Bash, Halloween Havoc, Starcade, Starcade. There were five in eighty nine for them. WWF only had four up until ninety three. Because it's, it's Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, or Survivor Series. I wish they'd go back to that. Oh, my God, dude. That's what I like about AEW. Just four pay-per-views, Boom. dude. Quarterly, they feel big. Yep. God, yeah. at one point, is a fucking gigantic rating for the first one. Holy fuck, one, dude. One, almost two, I love that show. Almost two points. Dude, I almost got a two. I love how terrible that match is. I love it so much. Oh, my God, I love that match. Almost got a two. That... Fun fact is the very first thing I watched when the network launched, February of 2014. Do you guys remember what it was? That is the first thing I sought out was the Thunderdome cage match. I had to wait because... Did it not work for you? It did not work for me. <laughs> for some reason, it worked perfectly for me, so I got Vince's spiels when it started. I was... Yeah. I was day one, but I couldn't watch it, it day until one is. day <laughs> three. Like, Jesus, yeah. really? It just would not work until Damn. finally day three first it worked for me. Thing. Yeah, mine was Thunderdome. I, I was like... I I want to see this match. I love this match so much. I don't even want to tell you what mine was. What was it? I have I to know, though. Let's do it. Gravy match at SmackDown. No, my brain works a little differently than everyone else. Okay. Mine, so I was like... Over the edge, 98, 99? No, like, I couldn't... I couldn't... I'm like, wow, you can really just pick any pay-per-view? Yeah. I picked Insurrection 2003. <laughs> just because? Because I was like, I just want to see what a world, like, I, I, where you can pick... The random crappiest England paper you watch it whenever the fuck you feel like it. <laughs> Click. I, I what was on that card? I gotta know this. It's uh, Triple H and Kevin Nash for the world title. That sounds awesome. St- uh, Scott Steiner versus Test for uh, that sounds Stacey. worse. La Resistance versus Kane and RVD. It's going downhill real quick. Dudley Boys against uh, Nowinski and uh, Rodney Mack. Jesus, Rodney <laughs> Mack. That's a name. Hey. Gold Dust versus Rico. Uh, I can. I, <laughs> God, I can one up you. Yeah. Holy God! The very first pay per view I watched. Is, on, the, is this the first thing you watched? On the first thing I watched on the network. WWF in your house. Breakdown. Breakdown. <laughs> Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. 
the DX. Maybe the most in your house of in your house. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I watched on the network for no reason. Oh, like my. I wasn't. I I went to it and I was like, oh, like it's the it's the DX. I'm like, oh, I you, never watched it. You so. went to something you liked. Yep. Hundred percent. We did it. <laughs> I was going to. What's weird? What's worse yeah. is that the whole time I was like, and this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who knows me. I was going to WrestleMania three. Hundred percent. I was going to go straight to WrestleMania three. Hogan Andre, baby. And best I took match a, of all time. I took a detour <laughs> to Insurrection three. I, I I I think I was going to go to uh, I because I never watched it at the time. Royal Rumble ninety two. So that was my going to my my first one. However. I I was like, oh, I'm just going to detour for a minute. Do, do, do. Why not break down? And then I went to Over the Edge 99 <laughs> to see where it went. Oh, jeez. Of course, of course you did. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I've i still never watched it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I just wanted to see what they would have done. And yeah. God damn, now, it would have been a completely different story if like the TVs and all that were on there. But it, they just started with like the with pay-per-views. The yeah. Like, who God knows where I would have went yeah. if TVs were on there. Thunderdome, man. Oh, man. That's what I went to. <sighs> Because it's the, the Birmingham. Because I had that Best of Halloween Havoc VHS for so long, I wore that fucking thing apart. It's the first match on there, dude. I used to know all the entrances. I just remember Sting jungle gymming because the thing's on fire, and Muda going up there to blow the mist on the fire, dude. <laughs> and Bruno thinking, "What am I in?" I thought this was the real wrestling. He must have twenty feet in the air. <sighs> A wartime Joe. Let's go to oh, the took a hell of a detour yeah, there. We did. We, 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 we insurrection that shit. So let's move on. Let's go. Capital in DC. Let's go to the awards show. Too soon? Nah. Okay. Depends. The WWE paper in February, I believe, is going to be called Sedition. <laughs> awards show now, guys, right? Yeah. Sure. Let's go to it. Let's start off with best match. Uh, to me, it's Goldberg and Sid. I just, I dug that. It was visceral. It was fucking heated. It was it's so close to me. Yeah. My ZDP flair. Right. I, uh, the I mean, it's both, it's, they're both very good. And mm-hmm. that Sid one is very, it's so violent. Kind of want to see him in a hardcore match. Yes. I just kind of want to see, yeah. I, I'm going with uh, Goldberg Sid. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, worst match? Berlin and Brad Armstrong. There it is. There is. BA and Berlin, because who gives a fuck? Vince Russo didn't. Who is your guys' MVP? This was interesting. I was curious if you guys went with this. I was thinking Ric Flair, because he had to make out with Tori. And... Uh, what do you mean he had to? Oh, he got to. There you yeah. go. He got to make out with Kimberly and Tori. You know what? Mine's Goldberg. I see. I was going to go Goldberg, but then I switched, and I thought, Sid. Yeah. Either way, it was going to be from that match. <laughs> and the only reason I did it is because he A, beat Sid, and then won the world title. I'm going so. Sid. My, Sid. My real Sid, because he came out looking like a badass. Like, he's like, is this the best you got with blood covering this his face? This is the Sid that needed to be there from June on. Yeah. Sure. This is why you bring in Sid. Mm-hmm. It's for this. Not Moses, Sid. Moses! But no, Sid totally just Next came out looking like a badass. Who is your... Uh, Moda. Hulk Hogan. Hulk fucking Hogan, dude. Fuck you. Corey? Right, or, uh, let me ask you this before you answer. 
Is this going to be a two-parter part of your WTF? <laughs> Should no. we hold off? Okay. No, no. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Hogan. Let the uh, creative control grow, brother. Um, everybody, you know, the, the sun sets on everybody sometime. This was just your time for the sun to be set on you. That's all. And, yeah, I agree with you both. It's Hogan. Yeah. Uh, so, Corey, mm-hmm. WTF. <laughs> Woo! You know, I'm not going to go to that whole section. I'm just be like, wow, this is a drastically different feel. We're only a week in. Mm-hmm. You can already tell who's a fan of the direction and who's not. Uh, not would mostly be Bobby. He doesn't appear to be into it. Hogan. Any veteran, really. Flair, if Flair ain't happy, he's masking it well. Uh, I mean, he's being used, I think. Yeah. So it's, I mean, well. Yeah, well, shortly. Find that out later. Um, Shivani, not happy. Yeah. yeah, he's just checked out. DDP didn't look too happy. Sting's super not happy now. Uh, poor Sting, Sting might have had the worst fucking night of anybody there. <coughs> I considered Sting for my motive, but it was no not fault his fault. Of his own. Like, but it, but it was no fault of his own, so I couldn't do it. I just, dude, man. But I mean, if you're talking about who had the worst night, Sting's yeah, a real bad Sting. night. Uh, yeah, no, it's <coughs> a weird time. Boom. Uh, this entire fucking pay-per-view, this, I mean, when, when you tell somebody about Vince Russo booking, you can just show them this. <laughs> Here's Pretty much explains what Vince Russo is about. Yeah. Uh, you pretty much hit all the high points or low points, depending on your point of view. I'm gonna... guessing Cornette doesn't love this pay-per-view, would no. just be my guess. I'm going to um, I'm going to hear you on that and only say I raise you uh, I call your Halloween Havoc yep. as the most Vince Russo thing you could show somebody. I call your Halloween Havoc and I raise you WCW Mayhem. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Um, is that before or after Survivor Series? Before, after. The next one's Survivor Series. Okay. My, uh, my WTF is the whole situation with Hogan. The fact that you've been building this for a month and a half now. Well, in all fairness, though, I but will tell you. who would have saw that coming? They've obviously been unbuilding it for like three weeks. Yes, they have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've done, they've done, it's been noticeable the, that they're the, not, this, the, don't pay no attention to this match. The week it's, before, the week before Russo shows up, they had the graphic of co-double yeah. main event. And then following three weeks, it's, Hogan saying he's going to have the last laugh at the pay-per-view. So, really, people should have seen this coming. I mean, because the company, the company itself did a, a fairly good job for them of clearly distancing themselves from that match. Is like, there, uh, as I know we were asking earlier, is, is there any other way to fix the situation? Couldn't they have this, you know, done the buff? Uh, looks like Hogan's having car issues, flight issues. Couldn't be at the arena tonight. No, because he can always just... Go no. on his social. You like, have to get him off TV. Yeah, and plus you, yeah, you had to include him because it has to be a way where he can't just go on his stuff and be like, "No, I just uh, they were going to screw me, brother," and blah blah for, blah 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 blah. For better or worse, he has to look like a dick to go out yeah. there laying down. Yeah, you need you need him there because he, you don't want to look like the bad guy. Because so you need him. what Hogan could have done, honestly, is just had a bad match. You know what I mean? And like. 
let Sting hit the drop and then kick out at 3.01. You know what I mean? Like, something I'll do tomorrow night. Nitro. <laughs> um, uh, he could have done that. It would have been shitty, but it would have been less shitty to do. At least Sting would have theoretically gotten a clean win. Um, because, hey, look. Now well, he's the bad guy. I mean, he laid down. And let's not forget, as far as he knows, they're going with his plan of, oh, yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. come back and rue the day and find out. Beat up everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, my WTF is the Ho Hogan thing. The Ho Hogan thing. The Ho Hogan thing. What does life think, Tori? She's a real bitch. Real bitch. So, this brings. Vintage Corey Mack. <laughs> and then to this week's episode of the pay per view or stories. Corey, what's the next one? Please be a Toby Stubby. No, we're going to go to Detroit, Michigan for the Survivor oh. Series 1999. Kind of. It's a suburb. <laughs> it's like 45 minutes away. Is that a No, this one's at the Joe. Is it? Yeah. It's not the Palace? No, WCW had the Palace at this point. Oh. It was WF had the Joe. I thought it was at the Palace. I was mm-hmm. like, that's like 45 minutes away from Detroit. No, this, this, is, right, uh, this is right in Detroit. Gotcha. And about what, like uh, three weeks away? Yeah, about three weeks. Okay, thank God. We need a break from these pay-per-views. Um, so yes, Survivor Series, WWF Survivor Series 1999 mm. is our next pay-per-view, which will be in about three weeks. Can't wait to take that long just to get me ready to watch it. <laughs> never seen it? <laughs> nope, never. So, well, I think in this line, the next one that I have actually seen is Royal Rumble 2000. I will tell you this. Never seen it. Just seen the the Rumble. You know the the term one match card? Yep. Yep. You know the main event of Survivor Series? Yep. Yep. Well, they they definitely are. They're definitely banking on a one match card because they put no effort into the rest of the card, really. Cannot wait to see the breakdowns on our wait, upcoming. Wait until you see these Survivor Series teams. Cannot, That's all I want to say. Cannot wait. And, which we will be finding out soon on the Monday Night War Stories and the Midweek War Stories, which you can listen to at NoSeldomTainment.com. The final card for Survivor Series, without ruining it, is so bad that at the time I was like, boy, they really miss Vince Russo. Ouch. Holy fuck. And that is something we cannot wait to discuss. Once again... You can go to NoSoEntertainment.com to find all of our podcasts and written words. And you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.